Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your Huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Monday morning or afternoon. What, what time is it? It's morning somewhere. Time to skin that smoke wagon. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to talk about Civil War a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We, I mean, the whole hour number one was, you know, Jonathan Smith and him leaving. If you missed hour number one or any of our shows, go check out the Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for air, all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. You can go there. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of Jonathan Smith. We will have more Jonathan Smith. You'll have more. This hour, we're gonna have some like right now because mm. we're talking about oh, his right. f- former team. Yes. Um getting absolutely manhandled yes. by the Oregon Ducks. And I've I thought that game was something that it was something we've haven't seen from Oregon this year. Mm-hmm. They played a different style uh, of football. The, when you come out of the gate. And you have, what was it, a 15-play, 8-minute and 46-second drive? Yeah, it was nuts. They said, we're in the. this is the first drive of the game, and they're at 7 minutes on the clock on the broadcast. And I went, God dang, they really have been driving that long. They were more methodical. Mm-hmm. But, and at the beginning of the game, it was a change in style. Stylistically, the way that they played was, we know... Oregon State doesn't have the depth to keep up with us, mm-hmm. so we are going to hammer them early. We're going to wear them down. And they absolutely did it. Yeah. And I thought that the big momentum shifter in that game, because of that stylistic shift, right, and just a different tempo of that the game was being played, um, I thought it was really interesting that when Oregon State scored at the end of at the end of the half, obviously giving leaving Oregon what forty eight seconds after the kickoff, they kicked off with mm-hmm. fifty four seconds, and then they had you know the return. Um, when they had forty eight seconds to go, that's where you said, okay, now you have a we can still change our tempo within a game. Mm-hmm. And I know Will Stein has talked about this a lot. The ability to move, they have I think it's five different tempos that they play at, mm-hmm. right where. 
but there there's the we're gonna push 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 two minute they have just like a, a Ricky Bobby style where you're you're running NASCAR and you want to go fast Pinged, yeah. and you're playing fast and then you have the four minute offense then you have the we want to take it a little bit slower and just you know we'll do muddle huddle and go mm-hmm. from there and then they have these slow it down the bricks and we will the yeah. muddle huddle is kind of what they came out with though where mm-hmm. you're playing with tempo. But you're not playing fast. Does no, that make sense? You're, yes, you're, you're getting to the line, but you're not. You're playing taking fast. your sweet, sweet time at the line. You're not motioning 18 different times with 20 seconds on the clock. Still, you're you're letting the thing get down a little bit, taking your time, and, and really being methodical in the entire process. But when Bonix in that offense used 40 damn seconds to go all the way down the field, mm-hmm. every play, and. The fact that, like, the most impressive part about Bo Nix, and if you watch that game, go back and watch that game over again because what Bo Nix did, it, it you can get you get away with this in college, right? Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, you you've got to you got to be this way from the get go. But what he did at the beginning of the game is he trusted his line, he stood in the pocket, mm-hmm. he waited for guys to get open, and then he just was either going first read, second read, check down. And if it was all gone, he had so much patience. As he figured out what Oregon State was doing, the ball was out so quickly. And you could see it evolve as that first quarter turned in the second quarter. And then in, in that 48, that 40-second drive to, to score at the end of the half, he threw to Troy Franklin, not on the big touchdown, he threw to Troy Franklin like a, a like a twelve yard stop mm-hmm. on the outside. Are you he, talking about the one he just let go like three seconds early? He threw the ball when when Troy Franklin was like three yards before he broke down. Yeah, before he even got to the top of his route, and he knew exactly where Oregon State was going to be. He yep. knew where his guy was going to be, and then you saw that kind of throw. That was maybe not as impressive throw. as that one, but that kind of throw is exactly what Bo did from that point on the rest yeah. of the game, and he surgically dismantled Oregon State. But the touchdown throw to to Troy Franklin, that is a... a uh, There's several incredible parts about that throw. One is that he went through his reads, Mm -hmm. he got flushed out, he kept his eyes downfield, and then rolling to his right, threw back across the field to a receiver who is going from right to left, Mm -hmm. and then had the arm strength off of one foot. He didn't set his feet and throw. He threw it on the run. Mm -hmm. He led Troy Franklin. He gave Troy Franklin a spot to run to, Mm -hmm. even. That throw is insane. Dusty, the way people were talking about Bo following the USC game and the Arizona State game, I thought he was great in the sense of, like, production. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel the... Oh, he's just shredding them. It was the, a lot of yak, right? This and, was the, and throwing to wide open receivers. Yes, yeah. This was the game where I was sitting there going, "That's it. That's the Heisman." He was so good. Mm-hmm. So and you know how I, how I felt about him. He's a very solid quarterback. He's always going to be in command. Is he going to be the thing that's just undeniable? Mm-hmm. Which means it can't be denied. Cannot be denied. That's what he was. He was surgical at every level. That throw you're talking about, the comeback, when he let that thing go, I'm like, oh, he's throwing it away. Mm-mm. Because the camera angle that we saw on live, 
made it look like he was throwing it away because it was an off off platform kind of three quarter arm slot, and it looked like oh he's just airmailing this thing. Maybe maybe he's gonna give Troy a chance to try to grab it on the sideline. No, it was a freaking dot. <laughs> it was it had a little bit of loft under it, but it was a dot exactly where it needed to be. Hell, I bet you if we went back and watched it, it's probably five yards before he gets the yeah. top of his route, which he, is it's it, that's an insane thing to think about. Yeah. He knew he knew it right when he, right when he saw that play right when he got the snap he was going he right knew there. where he was going with the ball it it knew his plays like that to where when you have a quarterback who is locked in at that level good luck good luck because he was playing that damn well and I think that took the wind out of the sails on several levels from Oregon State one was that you you saw a quarterback that was not. St- going to be stopped on that day yeah no you he saw that unbelievable the other part of that is i think they went into the half because think of what where that game is at it's 14-7 at that point and oregon state gets the ball out of the half okay that's in that that is a huge momentum swing and i'd also like to point out that since john uh since uh dan lanning had been getting criticized so much for his fourth down mishaps and clock management mishaps in his losses to Oregon State and Washington over the years, over the two years here. Dan Lanning used two timeouts on Oregon State's drive that Mm. they scored on before the half and saved his team just enough time and still was able to save them a timeout as well. Oregon made that drive in 40 seconds. They still had one timeout. And that Dan Lanning needs credit for using the timeouts the way that he did leading up to that drive because it gave his offense a chance and they capitalized on it. But more so than that, I think that touchdown going from one score down, going into half to two scores down, Mm -hmm. I think that's where Oregon State, all of that noise that they'd been hearing all week and even feeling about like, hey, is our coach even, is our coach going to be here? They felt that, the program felt that. Oh yeah. The program felt that heading into that game. They did. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. No, they, we, we they talked about it. that on Wednesday. Like, what, what would losing that game the week before to UW and everything else that kind of came into this, knowing that it wasn't that they didn't have anything to play for, but no longer was there a chance to play the spoiler and a yeah. chance to send yourself to the Pac 12 title game. And you also had the noise of Jonathan Smith. I think all of those things and the Pac-12, obviously not even uncertainty, the Pac-12 certainty now, mm-hmm. I think all of those things coming together. And I'm not saying that to devalue Oregon's win. Oregon no. took no. what was a, a a wounded animal and put it out of its misery. That's what they did. Yep. They, they, were, they were damn near flawless in their execution. And, I mean, it was a mercy killing. And they did it by stifling a rushing attack that, look, I've been. I said this all summer, and Oregon State fans got really upset with me when I said, "Yes, their starting offensive line is really good, but the depth is going to be questioned." Yeah, and they lost their uh, right guard at the in. Yeah, you start. You lose your left guard. You get your left tackle dinged yep. up a little bit over the course of the game. Like they look, that was it. Yeah, they in Oregon, their depth, and this is where the ability to rest your starters. What has been now two full games because mm-hmm. in eight games. Eight games this season, Oregon has either not played their starters in the second half at all, or, or the they quarter. pulled them yeah. midway through the third quarter. You have saved two full 
games worth of snaps mm-hmm. from your starters. Oh, you look at the, the the snaps played in the tackles for Oregon, and it's nothing. They have like nobody leading tackles. Like, yeah, no, their leading tackler every week has like six to eight. Yeah, right. It is unbelievable that health and leaning on teams, and that's why that tempo, the stylistic change that we've kind of seen. They didn't. They jumped on them early. They played really well early, but it wasn't like the avalanche where we're going to keep on scoring, scoring, scoring. You have to be able to play in different styles. And Oregon played in a different style. In that style, suffocated Oregon State's run game. Mm-hmm. Oregon's defense was insane. They they were absolutely incredible, and their their discipline on both the run and the pass were incredible. No doubt. And to hold Oregon State, Oregon State only had 53 yards of rushing. Mm-hmm. Think about, you had, I think, eight yard eight yards of that was on the final drive of the game where the game is in hand. Yeah. And, okay, go ahead, run. Right? They, they I think you had a, sne- a six-yard sneak by DJ and then one other uh, run where at the end of the game, they had like 40-something yards mm-hmm. rushing. Oregon State cannot win a football game like that. And that's a big credit to Oregon's run defense. They're down Jaleel Florence. I, he was in a sling. I don't know how long Jaleel Florence is going to be out for, but you have a guy in a sling, doubt he's going to be back this week, yeah. right? Who knows, though, because Bucky Irving got carried into the medical tent in two series later he was back, <laughs> right, a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I Nobody knows the severity of that injury, but Dante Manning comes in in his replace in his stead, in all he has is a big interception in the end zone. That was a hell of a high point, hell of a high point pick. Oregon was the better team. Certainly. You could tell last year meant a lot heading into this mm-hmm. year, and they proved a they proved a point emphatically. And now it looks like, look, they're playing really good football right now, and they head into a Pac-12 championship game where uh, Washington is coming out of the Apple Cup, and guess what they did. What they've been doing. They just won, right? You're a Raiders fan. Just win, baby. That didn't happen this weekend. It doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be done. And now the big question is, what's going on with Michael Penix Jr.? Let's get to the Apple Cup and a little bit of Pac-12 championship next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, the Oregon Ducks were able to punch their ticket to the Pac-12 championship game this Friday right here on The Fan. Our coverage will start at noon o'clock. No Danny and Dusty on on Friday. Well, you'll be working. I will be. I'll be down in Vegas. I won't be. You won't be. I won't be in Vegas. But you can come to Vegas. Mm. You pan? No. 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 Odyssey? Odyssey, man? I'll be both working and not in Vegas. Mm. 
Damn, bro. Wow, you got the shortest straw in all of this. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, but you did w- wake up sexy again. If you're wondering, uh, Jeff Rush, shirt of the day, uh, for those not watching on YouTube.com slash 1080AMTheFan. And if you're not, you know, like at, when you're at work, just throw us on YouTube, right? right? Watch Jeff Rust, who's wearing a woke up sexy as hell again t-shirt. Yeah. And I can confirm. Shirt is true. That's a gift from the wife. Shirt I can't buy this tr- shirt myself, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, I can't be that no, guy. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good cover on that one. That <laughs> yeah. Your wife bought it. Um, but we will have uh, all the coverage um, leading up to the, I think it's like a 520 kick, between the Ducks and Huskies because Washington knew that they were already in the Pac-12 championship game because, I don't know, they've just been winning. And that's what they continue to do every single damn week. And they got out of the Apple Cup all by the hairs on their chinny, chin, chin, chin. Mm-hmm. Again, the Cougs gave them everything they could handle in a 24-21 uh, Apple Cup. Is this playing down to your opponent or just doing what you need to do to win? Yes. <laughs> I mean... I guess it depends on if you're talking about the Pac-12 or Look, the SEC, right? Here's the thing. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. There has never been a team to go 9-0 and in Pac-12 play. Ever. Undefeated. Until this year. The final year of the Pac-12. Washington deserves a hell of a lot of credit for that. Because there have been better teams than this Washington sure. team. In years where the conference has been worse than yes. what the conference is right now. But Washington deserves all of the credit for what they're able to do. I don't care if it is pretty. Yes. It doesn't have to be. That's the horn that I've been yelling through all season long. It they is, keep winning. And that's all it needs to be is just get a W and continue to march on. I'm so sick of the they need style points. No, they don't. No, they don't. They just need to stay undefeated and they'll we'll be playing what, for a, co- yeah. a college football title. We'll see what it looks like on Friday. The biggest... The biggest red flag in all of this, though, is you sit there and you look around and you go, is Michael Penix Jr. okay? The answer to that is no. Is Michael Penix Jr. okay? He has not He has not looked the same since getting absolutely smacked in the ribs against Oregon. No, he's not. And they said he's completely fine. He was helped off the field. On on Saturday, yeah, they said he was under the weather. I yeah. I can't remember the last time I was so sick that I had to be helped off a field. He did not look good. No, and he hasn't looked the same since that Oregon game. Yeah. He's going to need to be back. But in here's the thing, though, orchestrated another game winning drive. Comes what up big more when you need it. Yeah, like, and again, this is why him and Roma Dunze are the best tandem in college football yes. right now is because when you need them and everybody in the damn stadium knows where the ball's going, they still get it done. Look, we all saw who the best wide receiver in the country is this weekend. Yeah. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. My God. But Roma Dunze is a dude. He is an absolute, unfettered, unmitigated dude yep. at every level. Because exactly what you just said. Yeah. Everyone knows where this bleeping ball is going. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. he still beats whoever it is to the spot yeah. and to the catch. And my God, if you aren't on top when the ball comes down, you're not catching him. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. He's an absolute freaking monster, man. Yeah. I just... Yeah. You just tip your cap and go, that's... 
It's a pro quarterback and a pro wide receiver. And even when they're not humming along, there's still not a lot you can do. Yep. I mean, look, the last last team that we saw go nine and zero in conference play was Oregon in 2010 when they played for a national championship. Here we are, the Pac-12 in the final year of the conference's play. And by the way, I know there's a lot of Oregon fans that are very upset. That 2010 year mm-hmm. was the Pac-10. Mm. <laughs> I, I was very careful with my words there. Yes. <laughs> Pac-12. There's, there's just, Pac-12 there's, was 2011. Yeah. Okay. Just so I, I just wanted to make sure to be clear. people don't get very mad. People do get very mad. Oregon did it 2010 in the Pac-10, Pac-12. Now we have Washington. Yeah, the only team to do it. Um, they're really good, man, and they're yeah. they're scary because here's the thing: Penix has not been the same. That is a fact. Yes, that is very true. But what Washington has also done is they found a run game mm-hmm. in Dylan Johnson. Yep. And Rumbadunze got in, in the run game as well. Their defense has been playing a lot better yeah. too. Now, now Penix may not be as good as when Oregon saw them up in Seattle, but their defense has gotten better mm-hmm. and their running game, their offense is more balanced. I'm interested and, to and those see things, those things yeah. do make them just as dangerous. And the game may be close, right? Because the fear of Penix is still there, <laughs> as it should be. And that's that's what I'm really interested to see is: do we see the Oregon that we saw in the second half? Against Washington, yep. Do we see the panics that we saw in the first half before he got hit? Yep. And I, I think you're going to probably split the difference on both those. I don't think Oregon's going to look as great as they did in the second half. I don't think Penix is going to look as bad as he did in the second half until, of course, you know, the last drive when he looked like a god again, which is exactly what he get, did against Washington State. But I will say, Oregon is playing, and this is the thing: is that. This Pac-12 championship game has so much on it, and it can I, I like we we talk about Washington because they won that game. Washington State fought their asses off. Oh God, Cam Ward looked like Cam Ward again. Yeah, yeah. He he. They fought. They were much better. I thought that that was that was a fun game, and rivalry games are always closer than they should be, right? With the exception of Civil War on Friday. Mm-hmm. Which that was the fewest points Oregon State scored since '92, and there's clearly so, some. Number one, Oregon was good, but yeah. also there's some other reasoning behind it. But now you have another rivalry game, and it's for the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. As you want to see it. Oh, yeah, this should be a good one. It's gonna be really fun. It's yeah. gonna it, Vegas is going, and they sold the game out a long time ago. Yeah. That should be that should be exciting. Uh, flights are insanely expensive to get down there. Mm. Um, but it's going to be worth it, and to see. So Odyssey's not covering my flight. No, oh, okay. De- no, uh, no. Uh, they could. We could have buy one get one free. <laughs> you get that. Co- you get that flight covered. Um, but it, everything in the conference ending the way that it is, that's going to be sad. There's going to be a lot of emotions about the Pac-12 not being around anymore um, the, after this weekend, but. It's going to go out with a bang, and the winner of that game is going to the college football playoff. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I think that the steam that Oregon has gotten from the national pundits, and there's national pundits that are saying, like, look, Oregon is playing some of the best football in the country mm-hmm. right now. We've heard it from Urban Meyer. We've heard it from, from Kirk Herbstreet. Um, Hell, you heard it from Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, Paul Feinbaum. Who's who- looking for reasons to get... Four SEC teams yes. in. 
<laughs> Paul. <laughs> hey, Paul. Yeah. But he's even said Oregon's playing really damn good football. Um, and Bo Nix, look, I know that there, there's a lot of Heisman talk, and we'll get to a lot of the Heisman talk. He's winning it. I don't know. You think the Jaden Daniels stuff is going to be there? Because... Again, there's voting blocks behind all of this. Sure. There's too many voters for the Heisman Trophy as well. That That is something. But the vo- voting blocks are the distribution of voters around the country. Mm-hmm. And if all of the South pools together and they say, no, Jaden Daniels, which it kind of feels like we're trending that way, mm-hmm. and then you have the West Coast split between Knicks and Penix, that kills a guy's Heisman I don't think that's going to happen, no. I, you know? I, I don't think I don't think yeah. I think the, panics start... has fallen off enough with with he's clearly injured. I don't yeah. care what any this is like when when the when the, the season Dame had the, the groin surgery sure. when it was like, oh, and it's coaching. It's integrating into it new. Should be. No, it's panics. Is, he's clearly banged up. What Bo is doing is absolutely insane. Though. Yeah. No, th- this game that he just had against the Beavers. That's the one for me. Look, he was good against. He was great against. He had back to back four hundred yard games. Yeah, it was great against Arizona State, and that was different. And it was. I thought he was very good against USC, but I don't think you saw the yak, mm. and that'll always be held against him. The Oregon State game that wasn't yak. That was him just carving. Yeah, and that to me, like that's what you go. Okay, that's it. Mm. Last year you had Caleb Williams against Notre Dame, which carving. I love that. That was the complaint about Bonix, like. How dare he take what a defense gives yeah, him? No, but that's but that's <laughs> yeah. that's how this is always going to be looked at. Because I know. like what how dare he takes what a defense gives him and not have some YOLO throws and fumbles yeah. where you lose to, by twenty one points to Florida State. Mm-hmm. But Jayden the, Daniels. But you need to have that you need to have that highlight reel. You need to have that Heisman moment. And being methodical is not that. No. No, no, no. No, it com- uh, setting the NCAA record for completion percentage. That ain't it, boss. Nope, it's not that. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, the future is here, and I don't like it. But first, here's a Sports Center update with the Big Kahuna. Hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Well, speaking of what sucks, the fall of Sports, Sports Illustrated as a uh, any kind of reliable source for media across any gamut is, uh, well, it's here. It's absolutely insane. I can't believe, I can't believe, when you told me this story, I did not believe it. Yeah. And then all of the mess came out. Yeah, this is an article from Futurism this morning. Uh, Sports Illustrated, this is the headline, published articles by fake AI-generated writers. Which is is something that's happening across the country, but at the very top it'll say, like, remember we went over this with high school football yes, stories, they had, they had the, the Oregonian, where it it has like all of the same leads, and it'll be like it was a tussle between, yeah. you know, it has like all the same words. We we're like, what? The, the same hell? vernacular through, yeah. through and through. And um, all of these AI high school articles across yeah. the country had like the same writing in yes. it. They just changed the names of the teams because they were using the same tool. Because it's the uh, yeah. was I can't remember what what media group it was, but the Oregonian is doing it with for real estate. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like the every, which real estate you can get away with, right? Yeah, no, it's like you're, you're those are automated. Uh, what is it? NMLS numbers. Yeah, and then you're extrapolating from there. It's not like it's mostly just data. Well, all of, if you ever like anybody who's bought a house knows that you read through all of these descriptions, you're like, 
Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. It's all the same all stuff. Same. Yeah. So a computer can do that. Yeah. Sports are different. Not only just sports, but just outdoor writing. This is one of yeah. the ones they highlighted. So uh, what's the AI writing, as much as I hate it, it's it's happening more and more. And yeah. I don't want to see it around. I, I think they're... This just sounds so corny coming from somebody in sports media, but there is nuance Mm -hmm. to not only in sports, but in whatever you're doing, specializing. Your own subjectivity, where everybody talks about objectivity, your own subjectivity matters. Your individual experience. That's what makes things different, is your experiences and, and how your thought processes go. And when you remove that and you isolate it to AI, it's problematic. It's even worse when you're doing it as a front and not and being deceitful because they were not only creating the articles with AI, the authors themselves were fake. Yeah. For example, there is a author named Drew Ortiz, and this is his bio. Drew has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling perils, excuse me, to keep you from falling to the perils of nature. Nowadays, there's rarely a weekend that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. The problem is Drew isn't real. Somebody needs to take a picture of a computer, like a computer tower, like in, in the like woods. In a field. Or next to a tent. And Drew, be like, here's like, Drew. Here's Drew. Drew Drew's camping again this weekend. Like, th- this is what they're this doing. This is insane. And they used, they used an AI-generated photo, too, yes. of not a real person. They, and those are creepy, They bought the AI photos, and somebody somewhere ran the photos, because they are probably trying to track the authors down, because there's no contact information. They probably ran their photos through a Google image search and found an AI-generated captcha of that photo. That's crazy, dude. Like, this is why, and to think that Sports Illustrated had the balls to do this. I mean... It shows you how far they've fallen. Right now, why in the world would you, in this time, say, this is the this is the idea. This is what we need to do. People don't want to have AI writers, but we're going to do it anyway, so we're going to create a fake person. Nobody's going to find out about this. It's 2023. People are always going to find out about it. What if people actually really liked what your AI author was writing mm-hmm. and were like, hey, let's track this person down? Yeah. Like, you, like that's probably what happened, right? No. It backfired tremendously. His photo. Oh, this is so, so bad. This is the insanity of it. His photo was traced back to a website that sells AI-generated headshots where the description of his headshot is as such. Neutral, white, young, adult male with short brown hair and blue eyes. So they have sourcing on this from people That's who worked good. at sports or work at sports Sports Illustrated, um, and they're good. they're I would imagine they're the people who kind of outed this whole situation because they're mm-hmm. looking at this like what the hell is this? Um, the line here is just I, we've crossed it. We've crossed it. Like I we can't put AI back in the box. This isn't like no. Skynet, but this. This is like everybody's going to kind of push the boundaries of this. Um, we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago with when ESPN took a clip of Chris Haynes interviewing Damian yeah. Lillard during the bubble with the Trailblazers, yeah, and superimposed essentially live Photoshopped, edited a Bucks jersey on it, but took the quote out of context and then replaced the TNT mic flag with an ESPN mic flag. 
So it looked like he was doing an interview on ESPN when he was doing an interview with TNT in a different uniform in a completely different context of what he was saying. And they did yeah. not present it as a meme. No. It's one thing. I saw some people like, we see this kind of thing where you edit things and, and change it all the time. No, 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 no. When you're making edits, there's there's a clear intent to show this is an edit. Yeah. What, what we was the know- quote that he had, too? Is like, we didn't come here to lose or yes. something like that because it was in the bubble yes. and they had an upset. And he said... I think it was. I think that come... I think that was his like sixty point game against the Nets. Yeah, and he said we didn't come here to lose. Yeah. and that was like they were trying to pawn it off as what he said as a box player. Yes, and not only that, they appropriated the content from a competitor. Yeah, and that was all using AI software. And so it's like this this stuff is getting nasty because ugh, I hate doing this because it lends credence to the tinfoil. But this is literal fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it's literal fake news. Uh, uh, to quote the great Merrill Reese of the Philadelphia Eagles, no cap. Sus. I, it's just... So, Futurism reached out to Sports Illustrated, and you know what their uh, response was? <laughs> They've removed it, all yeah. of the authors and deleted all the articles. Delete it. That's what you do. They have yeah. not responded to the, to the, the uh, questions. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the crazy part is that somebody probably got a raise for creating Drew Ortiz. And what was the gal's name? Sora Tanaka. Sora Tanaka. What did she write for? She uh, was an outdoors writer. Let's see. That sounds write? like a made up name in like an RBI baseball. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Little t- technical football. There you go. <laughs> right. Uh, but Sora's always been a fitness guru and, and loved to try different foods and drinks. Miss Tanaka is thrilled to bring her fitness and nutritional expertise to the product reviews yeah. team and okay. promises to bring you nothing but the best of the best. Product reviews, huh? So they're so they're they're essentially selling reviews from people that don't exist. One hundred percent. Now I missed it. Did the AI also write the fake author bios, or are those created by a real person? I bet you they did. <laughs> uh, I'll go out on a limb here and just say. If if you're and this is why um, I pride myself on not being an outdoorsman nor a nutritionist, right? If you are into fitness or the outdoors, they are saying we don't even need a real person to write <laughs> for you. I'm in a fitness sandwich in my mouth. <laughs> it's insane. So the the futurism also highlights that uh, while the, those those products no longer exist on Sports Illustrated, yeah, uh, the um, the Arena Group. <laughs> Yeah. Who owns Sports Illustrated now? Mm-hmm. Ha- they have a portfolio of websites, and there are other mm. situations where the exact same thing is occurring. Good. It's, All right. It's just. I... Hey, just know we're real people here. We're real people here. For now. They, they... I mean, Danny is getting closer and closer to becoming a bionic yes. human, but he's he's real now. They also have enough of our voice now, where if we if if Odyssey took and spent money, yeah. they could get real version. Have you? Uh, Isaac and yeah. oh, Rob yeah. have, or Isaac and Rob, Isaac and Sue have done that. No, oh, yeah, listeners. It was a listener that did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a listener that did that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give them it's they, computers. Yeah. They don't yeah. even know how to turn one on. It's They're clo- way closer to Joe Walsh than you're, you're <laughs> not wrong. Or, or yeah, Owen Wilson and Zoolander. That it's in the computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, we're, it's it's getting there. So. Uh. All right, speaking of getting there, we're time to get back to college football. <laughs> you like that? Whoa. Whoa. I'm there, baby. I'll get to that in more coming up here at Danny Dusty today, man. on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. 
all it is. But there's a lot of airspace to cover for Milrow. Still looking. Firing. Near corner. It's caught! Touchdown, Alabama! Isaiah Bond! On a fourth and a mile! Fourth and a mile, indeed. Fourth and 31 on a fourth and goal. Jalen Milrow uncorks one and saves Alabama's season. Look, that game was nuts. The Iron Bowl is always a little bit Rivalry games, man, they crazy. get weird. I, th- I thought Auburn was winning this, this game long before that final play. I thought Auburn was the better team on the field most of the game. So we we have our story time with Uncle Gino when Gino Toretta joins us, mm-hmm. and that's because our good friend Greg Glover from 94-7, mm-hmm. he, he knows Gino, and Glover was down in Alabama this past weekend. And I want to get Glover on to talk about this because Gino hooked him up with sideline passes to that game. Ooh. Glover is diehard Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like he grew up in Alabama, like his his granny. We ha- I don't know, we have it somewhere, but his granny used to call him all the time and leave him voicemails going, Roll Tide. Mm. Right? Like he loves Alabama football. He was at that game and he was right there experiencing that play on the sidelines and he'd never been to an iron bowl, never been to a, a, a game in Auburn before. And he was able to be there for that game. Like that finish is as crazy as it gets. And what I, I find so interesting is that, you know, we're sitting there and people are criticizing Washington for scraping by. Right. Mm-hmm. But Alabama, man, a- that's, a, that's a gutsy win. Alabama converts a fourth down and 31 to win the game because mm-hmm. they were trailing. Yes. They weren't tied and mm-hmm. going into overtime and kind of the Apple Cup was back and forth and Washington State, you know, who had, had already beat Wisconsin earlier in the year, had knocked off Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, this Auburn team and, and then Washington State, they went through their drolls and They'd gone through some pretty bad times this year, right? They put up a good fight against Washington. They're like, nah, Washington, not that good. Now it's like, if Alabama, watch out now, Alabama, mm. they get a ton of credit for that game and that win. They beat a 6-6 six and six Auburn team. Yeah. Like, they, they beat that 6-6 six and six Auburn team. That game was incredible. That play was amazing. You rush three, and you allow that Alabama offensive line to have five on three against that pressure in Milrow, who deserves a lot more credit for becoming a far more competent quarterback than he was at the beginning of the he year. he couldn't throw. Remember, nope. he was benched because yeah. he could not throw the ball. Meanwhile, in this game, he does have 18 carries for 107 yards, but also went, six, electric he went 16 to 24 for 259 in that touchdown right there to win the game. Like, he is playing better. Guys, players can get better as uh, the season goes absolutely. on. Absolutely. He, he looked broken to start the season. But that play was incredible. Just uh. waiting and then putting that placement on that ball mm-hmm. where only his guy can get it. And then we saw, I loved on the, uh, the, the was it the Eagles? Eagles-Bills uh, game, where it was almost a very similar touchdown yeah. throw. And they called it, they're like, it looks just like the what we no saw yesterday throw, yeah. in the in the Alabama-Auburn uh, game. That, it, it was just the drama of it. You have rivalry games come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. That drama is on the edge of your seat. It's in, not a field goal being returned for a touchdown grade, but, you know, it's pretty good. Look, holiday seasons have been ruined now. <laughs> like, we just started the holiday season, mm-hmm. and in Alabama, Auburn fans will not be right through Christmas. No, because this would have made their year. B- yes. 
because there wasn't a whole lot to be happy about. Because they're six and six, they're bowl eligible. Which did we did we get the threshold? Did we hit the threshold? Two teams. Did we did we did we meet the threshold for all the bowls? No, <laughs> it's so impossible the, to do at this point. I think there's a couple of five and seven teams. They, yeah, they, that'll they, be getting had, uh, waivers. James Madison and Jacksonville yeah. State yeah. edge their way in there too, and they deserve to be in. Yes, yeah. those teams deserve to be yeah. in. It's so dumb. But um, that game is great because also when you have these deep-rooted rivalries, you get the hometown calls. Mm-hmm. And when you can hear the elation of victory and the sound of defeat, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things oh, ever. Yeah, fantastic. And this comes via Learfield. Eli Gold on the call for Bama. Nolo stands in, lets everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama. Ah, it's not quite as great as ah. I, I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, you, he's a, Eli is a pro's pro. Yeah, I just thought right. that with Auburn and that play, I thought maybe we'd get a uh, the color guy going a little crazy yeah, too. Maybe get a little Harlan over the top. Y- y- yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, let's go check out the defeat of Auburn Oof. though. Trips to the Auburn boundary, the wide side of the field. Double wide receivers right for Alabama. Burton and Williams. Empty backfield for Jalen Milrow on fourth and goal from the 31. Milrow to throw out of the shotgun with time, still with time. He looks, he throws to the back of the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown. Isaiah Bond with the catch. My favorite part right there is the pause. Is you no? You heard the Auburn color guy mumble under his mm. breath, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about getting like that's, that's that? That's the must be professional, must be professional, must yeah. be professional. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. Damn, that was a good football game, though. It and was. Look, Alabama, right now, if you look at it, they are going to be that SEC championship game, man. They have to ask for a lot of things to happen, right? They need to beat Georgia. They need Washington to win. Mm-hmm. They need probably Florida State to lose. I mean, they're not going to keep them in, right? And then Florida State? Yeah. Look, if they win, and the shine is going to be taken off that that ACC championship game because Louisville losing to Kentucky is a big one. Yes. Because that Louisville team now, they crater down to 15 Mm -hmm. in the AP poll. We'll see what they do uh, in the college football playoff poll. But when they crater down, right, like that win isn't going to be nearly no. as impressive, but if they if if you stay perfect, you deserve to be there. You deserve to be there. It's just it's a sacrificial lamb at that point. We've seen it before. Michigan, hey, Michigan State, yeah, Michigan State was that sac- sacrificial lamb. They got was it thirty eight nothing? Yeah, they got housed, just blitzed. Uh, but when you win, you got to get in, mm. and because. I mean, you can't leave a 13-0 team out. No. You can't leave the 13-0 team out. I mean, you can. We've seen it. They also need (laughs) Texas to lose to Oklahoma State, probably, because Texas has that head-to-head win. Wait, wait, was UCF 12-0? Yeah. Yeah, so not 13-0. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they are national champions. 
in their hearts. I'm in. In their but they, hearts. But they have left one out. Yeah, yeah. But this is a Power 5 uh. conference. It's a Power 5 <laughs> conference. Right? Well, I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of when Oregon played Florida State, though, and everybody's like, Florida State isn't really that good. Yeah. And Oregon was the two seed. They were the three seed, despite the fact Oregon had had a loss in 2014. Yeah. Like, we've seen it before. I could see them being the four seed, being undefeated, and a one-loss team uh, uh, definitely being higher seeded. Yes. For sure. For sure. All right, 2 o'clock. Let's get to it. Let's reset. Take a look at, well, it's kind of a triage. Yeah, we'll get to Beaver fans' thoughts yeah. because we have a lot of really good ones. There's there's a lot kinda. to go through, and it, it probably won't just be today. We'll get to that and more. Come here, Danny and Dusty, 10 in the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.